welcome to our Moxie podcast series on professional sports. I'm your host, Roger Schmitz. Today I'm speaking with Andrew Hauser, Director of Performance Rehab and Assistant Athletic Trainer with the Los Angeles Dodgers. We will discuss how he got started with muscle oxygen monitoring and how he developed proficiency with understanding the data. Andrew will describe how the data changed his thinking about energy systems and how it makes his interactions with his athletes more effective. We're joining him outside his home in Southern California, complete with a few birds that wanted to join in the conversation for part of his intro until he moved inside. Here's Andrew describing his role with the Dodgers. Uh, yeah, so I oversee our I mean, major league rehabilitation um, <clears throat> and uh, more like the, the middleman between the, the uh, athletic training staff, the medical staff and, and the weight room. So, uh, I mean, we all have a hand in that. Certainly, but um, yeah, that's kind of go for that uh, glue guy type of role. But yeah, so oversee the, the rehab processes and um, and it's a big. There's a big communication component with it with the role in LA. Okay, okay. So are you working? Are you working with all positions or primarily pitchers or uh, all? Yeah, all positions. Okay, okay. So. Um, at like at, you know, part of your title is, is rehabilitation. So at, at any one point, like what percentage of your players are actively doing rehab? You know what? So baseball is a funny game because we go out I and mean, we play every day. Uh, yeah. um, that's, so there is probably, I would say 40 to 50% of the team is getting some sort of treatment done almost every day. Um, now actually on the injured list, that's a much smaller percentage. Um, so they're like right now, thank, thankfully, knock on wood, we don't have any long-term rehabs currently at the major league level, um, which was a, a very convenient thing with the quarantine that went into place. Um, sure. it, was, it was good for us overall as an, as an organization, but uh, yeah, day to day, it's it's probably a good forty to fifty percent of the team is getting some type of work done. Pitchers have kind of their own own routine. Um, <clears throat> starting pitchers are they're very like systematic as far as their days because they're on a five day rotation. Um, every relief pitcher is a little different as far as what kind of routine that guy likes to be in. Um, and then the position players, yeah, again, it's just kind of where we're at in the season. I mean, if a guy is playing really well, he might actually need more work uh, done because he's he's just that much more active. You know, he's on the, he's on base more. He's uh, he's doing a lot of different things on the field. Um, but yeah, so it's a pretty as far as a hands-on component, it's a pretty intensive sport from that perspective. And we, and we try to treat, especially on the medical side, we try to treat it as like we're there to get you to first to third gear on a day-to-day basis to help you get to first to third gear. And then your weight, uh, that's that third gear is the transition to the weight room um, where you're in third, fourth, maybe you'll touch fifth, but like really your fifth gear is, is happening in the game. So you mentioned the, you mentioned the COVID shutdown and how that's affected things. So have you shifted your focus and are you like, are you able to deal with longer term issues now that, uh, 
you know, not now that they're not playing all the time or, or how, how has that changed what you're doing? <laughs> the shutdown, I think has been, well, it's been interesting for everyone. Um, so our, our big thing is just keeping in touch with the players, making sure like we really like everybody kind of downshifted into a like, hey, this is uh, it's almost like right before the season starts. This feels like Jan- it's felt like January over and over and over. I don't know if you saw the movie Groundhog's Day, but it, it, it feels a little bit like that where everybody's just uh, in that gear. They're ready to step on the gas and get ready for the season. But it's like a, a, a <laughs> like nobody's really sure if if we're we're ready to go so that it's been a it's just been a weird time for everybody obviously nobody really foresaw this coming um and we were also in that point of spring training we were hitting like the last 10 days of spring before you you had like we were where we would head back to la play so it's uh like that's when that final gear gets hit for especially a lot of the veteran players that have been doing it for a while um that's like when they upshift and like you could just tell like the the switch is flipped. They're ready to go. Um, and it was just getting to that point. Um, so it's kind of a weird, honestly, this whole thing has been much more of a, a psychological um, battle. I feel like for most people, because it's, again, they were just on the cusp of being ready for the season. Now there's, it's like, there's, there's a lot of rumblings going around, especially right now um, in the media, but like, there's nothing concrete happening. So there's just a lot of unknown. Um, for me personally, like it's helped me be able to refine, especially like with the Moxie, like um, it's, it's allowed me to take a lot deep, deeper of a dive into a lot of the physiological physiological components of like what's happening. What's that telling me now? How can I train all of these different systems? Um, if there's one thing the Moxie shown me over everything else is like, nothing works separately like we're 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 being blind to ourselves if we're missing that um because it is uh it, it, to me it's almost like taking a magnifying glass on allostasis uh, okay so d- maybe just uh back up a little bit how did you first get started with moxie how'd you get interested Where, where'd you first hear about it so oh i honestly i i couldn't even tell you where I first heard about it, like it, this was probably like five years ago. And I was like, hmm. I was just trying to, uh, I caught wind of it. Like I watched some things online. I was like, nah, I just wasn't sure at the time. Like that's, there's something there. So I, it was like putting a bookmark on it. Um, and then I got turned on to uh, the people at Evolve down in um, Austin, Texas. Um, went through, they hosted a course in Phoenix, went through that, um, and then started talking pretty frequently. And it was funny. So started talking a lot with Brian Kozak, um, as well as Aaron Davis, and then Pat Estes, who's also a member there. It's funny because man, it's, it's like a degree of separation from everybody. So I actually met Pat when he was a uh, a graduate assistant at University of Denver. Like I would go into uh, University of Denver when we'd go play the Rockies. Um, and I knew their performance director and then that Pat, he'd probably hadn't even been on the job that long when I met him. And so we got to talking about some different things. So it was funny just how that came full circle um, with the Moxie. But yeah, so 
that's when that was like, okay, like after I, I went through the coursework with them and started talking to those guys more and more, like there's, there's a lot of untapped uh, potential here that I didn't even appreciate until really started taking a, a dive. And, and honestly, the more I played with it, especially during this, this quarantine has been amazing for that uh, okay. from a selfish perspective. So, so how do you, when, when you, you know, you, you, you wanted to start, uh, getting going with it. How'd you, how'd you approach, approach the task of, of learning it? You know, how did you, because it's not, it's not something that's been around for a long time. So you kind of have to figure it out for yourself. So how, how'd you, uh, how'd you go about that? I'll tell you what the biggest, like, and this would be my piece of advice for anybody that, that gets it. Like you just have to play with it, like put it on set it up, go through whatever your workout is and, and see, see what's happening. Um, and if you understand the, the basics of what it's telling, like what's the SMO2 doing, what's the THB doing, like uh, what's the compression, occlusion, like what are all these things, then it'll at least start to get, give you a better idea of, hey, what was, what was my intent of this training session in the first place? Um, because what it's, that, like what it's helping me do is like it's just helping you become more and more like a sniper. Like you're just narrowing in more and more. Like okay, what do I want to get accomplished? Uh, whether it's this training session or maybe it's this uh, this phase of my workout, this block. Um, so a lot of play. That that's the biggest thing because that's that's when I really started to see like okay, like I, you start seeing more trends of yourself and like and then you. Just, can just start connecting more dots like hey what i did uh this morning is now impacting me this afternoon or what i even like what i maybe what i ate last night if i have to spring training if i'm getting up at 4 30 in the morning to like ride my bike in um and my smo2 is just shot like okay this could be a sleep thing this could be a nutritional thing uh it could be it outside it could be the temperature for all i know but yeah just playing with it honestly i've Playing with it every day for a long period of time has has really tightened the learning curve. Yeah, so I think we talked. You were uh, you were using this on your wife too. Is this is she uh, she she's an athlete as well, or just a good sport? Or yeah, uh, both. Okay, <laughs> so she was uh, she was a college softball player, but she's a she's a physical therapist and strength coach as well. And uh, yeah, so in, anytime I uh, I'm tinkering or playing with something, she's uh, she's always a good sport about it. Um, I, it's funny because, and this is where I was the first couple of days or the first probably week or two I was using it. It's like, it can be very frustrating because like you have in your mind what, what you want to do in a workout. And it's like, okay, my rest period is a little different now when you're seeing it in real time. Um, so I think that's a, uh, I know that was a frustration for her early on, but as she's trained with it more and like, uh, it's, it almost becomes a competition with yourself at that point like okay how fast can i recover or um like the picture you're trying to create uh, so that that part's been been great and having her use it more has been great for me just to troubleshoot it's, you know it's a it's another human system that you're dealing with that has uh that's gonna have create a different picture than than i am or some of the athletes that like used it in spring training a lot with uh, pitchers coming off the mound after bullpens just to see like, okay, how was their response to being on the mound? Or um, we had a, 
a re- we did have a long-term rehab right before spring training started. So I was able to use it quite a bit at that point as well. Okay. Do you see it? Do you see Moxie more as like a, like a tool that you have in your toolbox and when you need specific information, you pull it out? Or is it something that you think will be more integrated like into the regular part of training? Ideal world, like I, I would, I, I can see it going both ways. Uh, major league level is a little more difficult on those things, um, just because of the daily schedule and um, there's a lot of uh, the, in, in at the highest level of a lot of professional sports. There's a lot of fear about technology, but that was our biggest thing. Like even when we uh, when we finally bit the bullet on saying like, okay, we need to go down this rabbit hole. Um, was like, we need, we need something that is objective, that is going to inform the player. Like, this isn't something that's, it's not us telling you, hey, you need a two-minute break, or hey, you're not ready to go from what we think. If we're talking about a rehab situation, maybe we don't think a guy's ready to go out on a rehab assignment, but it's not, now it's not our word. It's like, hey, this is, to me, it's like where the art and the science of things can can finally really interject, intertwine with one another. Um, I think from a day-to-day perspective, as people get more comfortable with the technology, I, I think that's uh, there's a lot of gold there for because uh, it's it's not going to change what you do that day, maybe, but it's going to change how you go about it. Um, it could change what you do, so I don't want to say it, it won't, but either way, it's going to change how you go about it. Um, at the major league level, in my opinion, it's uh, it's uh, something that early on, it's a tool you have that uh, you can start reeling people in just to create awareness, create the conversation, start uh, and get them asking questions. That's one of the biggest things with um, in my in my experience at the in professional sports is that you, as you get them asking more questions, especially about like themselves from a uh, just an overall health standpoint like that's it you're going in the right you're moving in the right direction and I think that's where moxie can hook them okay so what what other uh, what other te- technologies do you use you mentioned there's like a fear of technology and you know to try and get people asking questions and and how does how does moxie relate to some of the other technologies you use like like do you use force plates or motion capture or things like that yeah so as an organization we are we have a lot of uh, opportunities actually from that perspective compared to some other places um we have motion capture. We have, uh, let's see, well, Rapsodo, which is which pitches up, picks up some different pitching characteristics. Uh, we have force plates. Um, some of our guys use whoop bands, um, which that's something that we also, uh, the Dodgers and the Braves, where I was, uh, I was the director of player health and performance in Atlanta before, um, before I had come over here. And that's where, uh, and we started using the whoop band over there as well. Um, so again, it's like that was the initial draw to the whoop band was like, hey, it's we know guys aren't going to want to take their HRV in the morning. They're not really going to their 162 days of wellness questionnaires probably isn't the most realistic thing. <laughs> uh, so what's going to get people 
again, just more aware. You're trying to change the narrative of the situation. So, uh, and I think all that, in my opinion, is what a lot of technologies are good at. They should just be create, helping you become more self-aware of where you're at and like how your body responds to different things. And again, that's what I think the Moxie does such a good job of uh, because as you use it more and more, like you start to see like, oh, okay, this is what my body feels like when I'm say creating a vascular occlusion, or this is what, um, this from a skill perspective, this is what starts happening when I'm occluded. Like these are things that are just good, good to have an idea of. So does, does the, uh, in your view, does the technology make the the role of the athletic trainer more important or does does the technology take on some of the responsibilities, if you will, of the uh, of the athletic trainer? Uh, honestly, I, I don't know that it makes it more or less important. I think it's uh, it ends up being a good marriage <laughs> because it's uh, it's just giving us more information to make like sound decisions off of. And it makes it a it's not just an athletic trainer decision or a strength coach decision. It's, Hey, it's an athlete decision. Like it's a intramuscular decision. It's a coordination decision. Like it's, it makes it more of a, uh, to me, it becomes much more empowering for the athlete as well. It's like, um, cause especially coming back from on rehab, those are some of the, there's some psychologically trying times for athletes. Like they want to be out there every day. Um, especially in our world. So the opportunity to like, hey, like it's almost like having a mediator, <laughs> you know, like it's not again, it's not me saying it. It's not the athlete saying it. It's hey, this is your body saying it like reserve the right to be right or wrong. OK, so wh- where do you see the uh, where do you see the technology headed or, or just like the implementation headed? How do you see this, you know, is do you, like continuing to evolve in the future? Yeah, so. Honestly, what I'd personally like to get more and more data on is guys on the mound. Um, so working with some um, people on the side as far as getting to see uh, different trends with like what's happening when they're on the mound. I'd like to see the same thing when they're on the field. Um, I think that's the mound is probably a, a good next step. Um, and again, rehab is one of the easiest places to to implement something when you're looking for like, okay, Hey, this is something that that's going to give us direction and it's just going to help guide our decision-making tree um, as we move forward. So I think the ability for that to continue. um, And I think it's going to open up a lot of eyes as time goes on, as far as the, uh, just the systemic effects of, Hey, maybe you think you're just working, maybe you're doing squats and you just think that's something like your quads are desaturating. Hey, no, this is uh, <laughs> we could put a moxie somewhere else, and we're seeing a, maybe a similar systemic picture. Um, so I, I think like it'll open up more and more eyes to what's what's happening within the body because it's not it's not everything we've necessarily been taught in school. So what's what's like the biggest uh, the biggest contradiction you've seen between what you've been taught and and what you're seeing in the? Could you have an example of that? I'll tell you, what, um, you know what? Probably the 
not being able to train concomitantly, <laughs> you know, like you, you can, in one training session, you're seeing like, it's not a clear shift from, oh, now I'm working the glycolytic system or now I'm just working the aerobic system. Like all these things are working in real time. They're working together always. You're hitting all these things. Um, and I think being able to really see that in real, uh, in real time again is, that's been a, a huge eye opener and like what's, you know, to, to some people like, well, Hey, we're able to see that on the screen. We're able to see the arterial and, and venous uh, changes that are happening within the tissue. Um, I think it's give, it's just giving, uh, it, it's opening up a, a new world from a physiological perspective where like too all, all too often in, and this is, I think is in just the medical community, the strength community as a, as a whole, um, not just one person, but it's so like as specialists become more and more of a thing, like it, it uh, secludes so many, such a bigger picture. And I, and that's what I think the Moxie is actually doing is it's, it's like, uh, I felt like I got smacked in the face as I, <laughs> as it, like all these light bulbs start going off. Like what, like what's happening here? Like there's, this is a much larger situation than just, whether my uh, quad can resaturate or desaturate. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. I really appreciate it. I appreciate your insights. That's it's uh, it's really awesome. Yeah, no, thanks. I appreciate the, uh, the opportunity to chat. It's been fun. Yeah.